going on. Like a million dollars. Let me check out that ring. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. <laughs> Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock with my guy, as always, Mojo Mutati. Mojo, we're just two months away from arguably the two baddest men on the face of this planet. Uh, gonna step in a boxing ring with one another, Mojo. Of course, Tyson Fury, the greatest heavyweight boxer in the world, versus Francis Ngannou. I'd say certainly the most powerful heavyweight striker that has ever uh, taken an MMA fight, Mojo. And look, a lot of people believe that this is going to be a cakewalk for Tyson Fury because, of course, this is happening in his arena. It's his sport, boxing. We're not talking about an MMA fight here. But, Mojo, there's somebody who says, hey, maybe don't underestimate Francis Ngannou. And that happens to be, Mojo, Francis Ngannou himself. We talked with the Predator at LAX recently, Mojo, about training with Mike Tyson and about what this fight's actually going to look like on October 28th in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Here is the man himself, Francis Ngannou. How do you feel? Are your hands getting like real dangerous? Uh, yeah, I think my feet, my feet is the most. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, you know, those feet full work. And yeah. Yeah. Your power transition. I think that's very, that's been very amazing. You call a KO, you're just going to come in He's going to hit the canvas. Uh, I don't know how you call that, but yeah. I know that he's going to the camp. He's going to sleep. Wow, that's huge. That's huge. I, I he's, look. he's good at coming up, back up. We're okay. going to find out how good he is, but he's going to hit that canvas. And you, you're so you're super ready for, for uh, Saudi Arabia? Super ready. I'm very excited about that fight. I'm get, getting ready. Um, we're still like uh, from Saturday. We are nine, nine weeks out. so. Good amount of time, get those hands fast, strong. So there was Mojo. Now, Francis said he's going to hit the canvas. Our guy, Jake, said you're going to knock him out. I think that's not exactly what Francis Ngannou said, but he did say, hey, he's touching that canvas, meaning I'm knocking him down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, Jake. Just blow <laughs> it up there, pal. Let's not get too carried away here. Babcock, I'm glad you called that out because I was about to do the exact same thing. He said he's knocking him down. He's not knocking him out. Right. Would it have been sexier for this promotion, for this fight, for Ngannou to say he's knocking him out? Yes, of yep. course. But this is attainable goals. We're resetting the standard here. We're resetting expectations for how the general public should look at a fight between an MMA fighter and a boxer inside of a boxing ring. It would be ridiculous for one athlete to beat another, to dominate another in that athlete's profession. And Ngannou is not saying this here. All he's saying is, I have the strength, I have the power, and Tyson Fury better watch out because I can put him to the ground and I fully plan on doing that. I mean, Tyson Fury... It would be easy for him to kind of phone this one in, not treat it like he's training for Deontay mm. Wilder, who's skilled in his own sport to overlook this man a little bit. I don't think he will. I think he can see how much power Francis yeah. Ngannou has and prepare for that to make it part of his strategy uh, because it's very possible he could put him down and we'll be looking at Tyson Fury 
may be channeling another Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> right. That, that's a good point, Mojo. We've seen that Tyson Fury can, he can be put down on the canvas. He also has an incredible chin. I don't know how he got up from that first <laughs> that first Deontay Wilder knockout in the 12th round of their first fight. I mean, that was one of the most incredible things that I've ever seen in a boxing match. I thought he was got he was done. Uh, was going to have to be carried to the back on a stretcher, maybe, and uh, somehow, some way, he he got up. I agree with you, Mojo. I think you could see uh, Tyson Fury underestimating Francis Ngannou here, except for the fact that I don't know if anybody who has stood face to face with Francis Ngannou before. I mean, look at Mike's in the background there. The way that Francis Ngannou dwarfs Mike Tyson, it's just incredible the size and the just the pure mass that Francis Ngannou has. And uh, yeah, I, I don't think anybody is going to underestimate Francis Ngannou. I don't care what the sport is. All right, Mojo, moving on to Noah Lyles. Noah Lyles is the American track star who absolutely kicked ass at the World Championships Mojo in Budapest. Won not one, not two, but three gold medals. This right here was uh, the last one that he won over the weekend. Noah Lyles is pulling away there uh, in the lead. Takes home the gold in the 4x100. He also won the uh, the 100-meter mojo, the most prestigious race in the world. Means he's the fastest guy walking the earth right now. He also won the 200-meter. So, should have been a great week uh, for Noah Lyles, but... He has also got himself in a big controversy with some of the biggest NBA stars in the world, Mojo. So after Noah Lyles uh, holds down and and, uh, anchors the last leg of that race and wins gold yesterday, uh, he was speaking with reporters and he made a comment, something that irks him about the words world championship. Take a look. The NBA finals and they have world champion on their head. World champion of what? <laughs> the United States? <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I, I love the U.S. at times. <laughs> but that ain't the world. That is not the world. We are the world. We have almost every country out here fighting, thriving, putting on their flag to show that they are represented. There ain't no flags in the NBA. So, Mojo, obviously Noah Lyles has uh, uh, taken issue with um, the NBA calling themselves world champions when you win the title, like the Denver Nuggets, world champions. When in reality, I think Noah's saying, look, uh, there are 30 NBA teams, 29 of them play in America. One plays in Canada, Toronto, of course, and that's it. There are no teams elsewhere in the world. Well, Mojo... Some NBA players, like I said, have responded. Some big-name NBA players here. So, Kevin Durant, of course, Kevin not shy to weigh in on social media when there's something he doesn't like. He said, somebody help this, brother. You had Draymond Green. Draymond Green, another one not shy, speaking his mind. When being smart goes wrong. Mojo, not just NBA superstars commenting. You have also got the uh, you've got Drake who has commented here. So here's what Drake had to say. He thought this speech was going to be so hard in the mirror the night before. Now the whole league doesn't rate you with three crying, laughing emojis. So Mojo, it seems clear that uh, some of the NBA players and NBA fans like Drake not exactly agreeing with Noah Lyles here. When keeping it real goes wrong. <laughs> I don't know why he felt like he needed to say this. Obviously, this bothers him 
on a personal level, but he had to anticipate all the backlash that was going to come off of this. It's not like all these NBA players were just going to accept this statement. No chance in the world that happens. I mean, technically, no is wrong because there's at least one team, (laughs) albeit one team, (laughs) that exists outside of the United States. There are a lot of players in the NBA that come from other countries, but I certainly understand where he's coming from. And I'm going to be kind of honest with you. I do partially agree with him. I always thought it was a little absurd when we say that, you know, our teams are world champions. I look more so at the NFL than the NBA to say this because all of the teams in the NFL are from the States. Right. We're not getting that yeah. many players from outside. Right. It's not an international game either, Mojo. Right? I think that's where he went wrong in that he picked the wrong sport. The Like you just said, you, you look back, the, the last five, uh, and I didn't even go back further, but the last five uh, NBA MVPs were not born in America. You know, you've got Joel Embiid, you've got Giannis, you've got Nikola Jokic. I mean, some of the best players in the world, the best players in the world right now were not born in America. And basketball albeit the teams are, are, are located, they're, they're based here in the U.S. Uh, they're obviously, they're from uh, all corners of the world. Basketball is a global game. I, I think you're right. If he says NFL, if he says Major League Baseball, I think, hey, you've got a great point, Noah Lyles. I just think he picked the wrong sport, Mojo. Yeah, and I can understand both sides of the equation. But, I mean, if you're asking me personally, that is the whole point of the Olympics is to determine who are your world champions. So it could be irritating for Olympians to see the term world champions thrown around so casually when that is why the Olympics exist. I understand both sides of the equation, but at the end of the day, I do side with Noah here, yeah. even though I personally wouldn't have gone out there. I, I, I wouldn't either, days. Mojo. And I will say this. I, I, I wish Noah hadn't said this, and I, I would never tell somebody to not speak their mind, but this should have been Noah Lyle's moment. He is not just the best in one event. He's the fastest in the world in two different events. Coming up next on TMZ Sports, a crazy scene at a high school football game. A coach punches a player and it's all caught on video now that coach is actually facing criminal charges we'll explain and we're going to show you the video next on tmc sports this episode is sponsored by DraftKings. can you believe that we haven't had an nfl game in seven months crazy right well now that that's over and the nfl is back DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't-miss offer for week one. This week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks on any NFL game. Plus, DraftKings is hooking everyone up with game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game this September. So... Check the app and see what you get. Download now and use the code TMZ to sign up. And yes, new customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting five bucks. That's code TMZ only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. 
in New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Head to dkng.co slash football for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Adidas, Macy's, or Levi's. And you can even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares that money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal, or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Welcome back to TMZ Sports, Mike and Mojo. Mojo, a disgusting scene at a high school football game in Georgia. So uh, there were two teams playing Benjamin Mays High School playing Douglas County High School again. This was in the Atlanta area. Uh, this guy uh, with a spot shadow here, junior cornerback. Watch what the coach does. Boom. Th- that's an adult punching a child, Mojo. Number 24 punched in the gut, in the stomach by his coach. Unclear why. We actually watched the play before, Mojo, and it didn't look like anything happened. It looked like a routine football play. Didn't look like 24 made any sort of mistake. Bottom line, even if he gave up a touchdown, a game-winning touchdown, as an adult, you cannot put your hands on a kid and punch him as you're, as the coach, Mojo. Am I wrong here? As, and you're the football guy here, Mojo. I played high school football, but you played at the highest levels. Am I wrong you're not wrong, Babcock. I mean, shoot, dude, with how these coaches are, are getting these days, I'm going to have to coach my own kids' football right. team when the time comes because it, uh, it gets pretty crazy out there. You, you see this more so with youth football coaches, with these young kids. So many times you have these coaches who thought they were so good in high school who right. probably sat the bench and never made it and yep. always had just that bitterness towards the game, and they take it out on these kids because – that's probably the only level of football they could possibly get a coaching job at. Right. But you see so much of this in sports, and it is terrible. I mean, I'd love to hear how this conversation went. I mean, I heard this coach hit the player. I was really praying he didn't punch the kid in the face. That right. would have been a problem. Now you're probably going to have parents rushing the fields, and that's just going to yeah. turn out into an all-out melee. I will say, though, When I played football, I had coaches that were very, very tough on me, that screamed at me, obscenity central, um, hit me, you know, usually like punching you through your shoulder pads or, you know, aggressively showing you how to play the game. That stuff, I'm fine with that. I know most of that wouldn't fly today. You know, people are getting increasingly sensitive as it goes on. I know for me, I wouldn't have made it without tough coaching, without these coaches holding me accountable and taking me to another level. I have been hit before by a coach 
but he was proving a point. You know, he was showing me how to strike another player. My point being, I'm not sure I'm seeing any of this here. I'm trying to think of ways that would validate what I'm looking at, perhaps a a coach trying to teach a player how to receive a football, giving a handoff, something like that. But that isn't really what I'm observing here. No, it looks like he was trying to hurt him, Mojo. It looked like it was like it was punitive, and that it looked like the coach to me at least. It looked like the coach lost his temper and couldn't control himself. Not only as he he's lost his job, the school said there's going to be some sort of administrative hearing. Though I don't know what they would do to him if he's already lost his job. But Mojo, he has been arrested and charged with simple assault. So it's a misdemeanor. I don't expect him. He is not going to do a decade in prison, but he is actually going to have criminal charges that he's going to have to face because of it. Do you think that goes too far? Honestly, I think the first thing that needs to happen is that this coach sits down with this player and this player's family and they have a conversation about this and they figure out a way to right the wrong. At the end of the day, yes, football is a very tough, physical, violent sport. It's not a contact sport. It's a collision sport. So That punch we're looking at is probably not going to be even close to the pain and punishment that this player is going to feel on a football field. I don't think this guy should have a lofty jail sentence, at least from what I'm looking at. It at least came from a position of coaching or trying to educate a player. I think it just went entirely too far. I think this situation can be handled internally. And if not, then I think it's time for the player and his family to take this to the authorities and escalate this situation. You got to establish a precedent. You got to set that line because I'm, I'm guaranteeing you right now, Babcock, with how this game is played and coached, stuff like this probably happens on a daily basis somewhere. Mojo, that was an awesome moment. It was the uh, Little League World Series, California playing Curacao, and that man right there, Louis Lappy. Mojo, listen to this. He looks big, right? He's 12 years old, but he's six foot one inches tall, and he's 153 pounds. That's a big boy for a 12-year-old. He can rake. He has power. He hit five home runs and none bigger than that one right there to literally bring home the title to El Segundo, which, by the way, not far, only a couple of miles from where we are here in the TMZ studio, Mojo. Pretty awesome moment. I thought the hype was pretty appropriate. Yeah, I'd say the hype was definitely (laughs) appropriate here, Babcock. I mean, shoot, bro, walk-off home run. This is what you're supposed to do. You're expected to do a massive, massive victory for this team. So you got to go ham. You love the big jump into the end. I mean, I'm not sure this kid's playing the right sport. You'd think he'd be out there playing football or basketball. He probably does, though, Mojo. He probably does. He's probably the best in every sport he plays. Yeah, that's right. He's young enough. He can play them all without having to focus on one just yet. So I'd love to see what he can do in another sport as well. But after you hit off a walk-off homer like that, there's no questions. He's, He's doing the right thing. I love the energy. Young players, very excited. I'm going to say, I'd like to watch back the tape with this team to uh, help coach him up. 
Not on the baseball side. I, I don't know that much about playing <laughs> baseball. My baseball career ended about at their age, actually. But I'd love to coach them up on celebrations here. Okay. I, I think their heart's in the right place. I like the effort they have. But I think we can tweak the delivery here. These are young men with a long way to go. They got a lot of learning to do. But you know what? They're in a great place right now. Babcock, congrats to this team. You might have to run over and wish them congrats yourself since they're down the street. Are you getting any tattoos to, you know, sort of... I might get champ on my face somewhere. Yeah? Yeah. Mojo, Mojo, he's a man of his word. Sugar Sean O'Malley, that was uh, him talking to media after he beat Aljamain Sterling for that UFC bantamweight title with this absolutely gorgeous punch, Mojo. And uh, look, Sean's uh, got tattoos, he's got face tattoos, and now he's got another face tattoo because he went uh, to his tattoo artist, Mojo, and he got uh, a tattoo. Now it's on the his right side, uh, on his forehead, and it says, uh, it says Champ Mojo, and it's got uh, the date, the year in Roman numerals. So it says M-M-X-X-I-I-I, M's are thousands, so 2,000, two tens, and uh, 23. That makes no sense what I just said. Take my word for it. 2023 when he won the title, Mojo. And uh, yeah, man, goes with his look. Babcock, I hear you moonlight as a math teacher with just the <laughs> superior knowledge of Roman numerals. Hats off to you, my man. Hey, normally I would advise against the old face tattoo. Yes. You know, it can be quite limiting for future employment <laughs> yes. opportunities, and I'm not sure this young right. man has made enough money yet. Right, to it's hard. Yeah. Off and then Mojo, it's, to it's hard to go to H&R Block and get a job with the face tattoo. Yes, you know? this, this, this is a hindrance for yeah. sure. But that being said, <laughs> if you told me that Mojo Mutati was going to become the next UFC heavyweight champ, I would absolutely get a face tattoo <laughs> to commemorate it. And anyone that didn't hire me, yeah. I would just punch them square in the face where my <laughs> face tattoo is. So there's that as well. Uh, you know, Andy already had some. So this was a no-brainer. I think it's a really cool thing. Yeah. And every time you do an interview, anytime someone looks at you, there's that tattoo. And people have to remember who they're talking to. So Mojo approved. Exactly. Uh, I think like Dana White told him too, kid, you're going to make a crap load of money. So although he might not have that retirement money yet, I, I definitely think it's coming. Uh, Mojo, we have got to go. We are out of time tomorrow. We got something very interesting for you, though. We have finally found out the reason for Bronny James, that cardiac arrest that he went into uh, at the end of July. He's got a congenital heart defect. Now, uh, I'm not a cardiologist. I have no idea what that means and what it means for Bronny's basketball career going forward. Well, tomorrow we're going to be joined by somebody who does. Dr. Mike. Dr. Mike, of course, this absolutely massive YouTube star with billions and billions of views, who is also a real deal, legit physician. We're going to ask him tomorrow, what does this mean? And can Bronny James play basketball again? Dr. Mike, tomorrow should be a great show, Mojo. Bringing on another very intelligent Mike with sensational hair. <laughs> should absolutely make tomorrow the best show since today. I can be loud again because I'm not in the office and Charles isn't sitting in front of me.